Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast. This is episode 64. The Pen Addict Podcast is part of the 5x5 network and it is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined today by a man who came from the future back to the present day today to tell us how we are using pens and paper wrong. That is Mr. Brad Dowdy. Good afternoon, Spaceman. Good afternoon, sir. Wow, that's pressure. Telling telling people how to how they should use their pens and paper. That's pressure. Although uh, I, I I do get wrapped up in that sometimes. I got to be careful with that, don't I? <laughs> we have an interesting episode today. Um, we we know what we're talking about. Well, I know, mm-hmm. but I don't think either of us know how this conversation is going to unfold today. That that's exactly right. And I'm I'm actually two days ago I didn't know what we were going to talk about. And now, between two days ago and now, I'm like, I couldn't wait for this episode to get started. I have, yes, I have been very excited for today's episode of the show. Mm-hmm. More for our second part. Yes. Um, not to take away from anything in the first part. No. But I am unaware of the first part. So why don't you jump in for some follow up? Yes. So last week we talked about um, the big box retailers and the state of the big box retailers and. You know, I just had some some more comments on that topic, and one of uh, the most ex- excellent emailers I have, uh, a gentleman named uh, Theodore Liu, um, Theo sends me these epic length emails that are always fantastic, always well thought out, and um, he always brings up some good points, and I wanted to, um, Mike's looking at the set of notes I took from his email, that's about about a third of his email. <laughs> this is about four cool. paragraphs full. Wow. Um, so I just I kind of summarized his email. So I want to go through this because what he says I actually agree with one hundred percent. So I wanted to um just read this real quick and say that, you know, make a, a couple comments. So this is this is my summarization from uh Theo's email that he sent me. He said, back in the day, we used to go to Best Buy and staring at a bank of TVs, we'd ask the sales rep, which is best. Today, an informed buyer goes online, reads reviews by experts and real customers, price compares, and goes to Best Buy prepared and likely with more knowledge than the sales rep. Pens are no different except in one crucial respect. Not that many people research their pen purchases. It's by and, by and large a purely, purely functional, disposable purchase. I think we're a small segment of the population than we might realize. All this is to say, at the end of the day, the big box stores don't really want our patronage. They won't cater to us because they know at the end of the day, the small percentage of pen-obsessed customers will go out and find and buy what they want. They also know it means we'll eventually stop buying from the big boxes because they can't keep up with our appetite for pens. In fact, why would they carry a pen like the Sano DX when it could turn someone into a pen addict who would eventually, inevitably, find their fix elsewhere? No, they'd rather carry and push their house brand because it has a a slightly higher profit margin. It's the same for all enthusiasts. Hardcore runners don't buy sneakers at Dick's or Academy Sports. Foodies don't buy groceries at Walmart. And audiophiles don't frequent Best Buy. It's fine by me. I just know I'm not their target. I'd rather patronize Jetpins, the Goulets, the Andersons, etc. anyways. I think that was kind of the conclusion that we came to. Yeah, I think, you know, I was hanging on to the fact that, you know, why don't the big box retailers try? Why, you know, why don't they at least try? Or, you know, why don't the manufacturers, you know, the pilots, Uniball, Zebras and stuff, why don't they try to, you know, expand their stock uh, or their their SKUs in the, in the stores? Um, 
and you know, I, you know, I'm not expecting them to to do everything to get all the great stuff in, but um, I guess I was just feeling, you know, more people. I, I guess I just want to share our passion for pins with more people, right? So I want more people to experience these great pins that you and I use, and everyone who listens to this podcast use that walks into Staples, and there's not a not a sign of it all. So, but I think I think Theo is exactly right. I mean, I, I thought this was a perfect email, and this it's it's really I I agree with this a hundred percent. I mean, it's just it's it's pretty much a, a pipe dream to say that the big rocks retailers are going to change. They just have to have to totally change their strategy. And I, I don't, that's not something I expect at all. It's just, you know, a couple of, of points I wanted to make and, you know, why I haven't been into Staples in, you know, six or eight or nine months or something like that. So I thought it kind of hit all those, hit all the, he's, he summarized what I was trying to say very well. He, he did a good job there. So, and I think he's right. And it's probably never going to change. And, you know, all of us that, um, you know, our pen addicts, you know, we're going to, we're going to shop at the places we know we can get all the good stuff and, uh, more for us, I guess. Right. Bravo, Mr. Lou. <laughs> you did a great job. Now one, uh, um, I actually forgot this next uh, topic on last week's episode. It totally blanked on me because it was a follow-up from, uh, Anna Reinert from the well-appointed desk when she was on two episodes ago. And we were talking about the Twisby mini and, you know, how to get um, ink out of vials into the uh, piston filling mechanism. And I said, I used the, my Twisby Mini with a syringe, and she was kind of shocked at that. So she went and took hers, took her Twisby, and, you know, just doing the, you know, the steps that I take, that I, that I take to fill mine, she went and did a great, great, great <laughs> tutorial about filling this. Everyone would have heard something really weird then. I was queuing up a show note link and heard a noise. And then it was a YouTube video and a noise happened. <laughs> a noise happened. You were getting ahead of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't hear it. I was too busy uh, mm. jabbering. Um, but Anna did a great job. Did you go look at this? Uh, did you go get a chance to look at this post? I'm looking at it right now. This is exactly what I do. And people who always talk about uh, syringe filling and... Uh, you know, Anna isn't even aware of how easy this is to syringe fill, and that's why I use my Twisby Mini for ink tests because I can get the ink in and out with a syringe, get it cleaned up and swapped into a new ink in you know five to ten minutes. So if I'm going to do four ink reviews, I can get the, I can get those done in an, in an hour or two. That includes cleaning, you know, with and going into a new ink. So it's a very simple process, and I wanted to share this because I forgot to last week because she did it right after our episode. And uh, it's so simple. It's really one of the easiest. I mean, Twisby piston fillers are one of the easiest pins to fill anyway. When you have a bottle of ink, you know, just dip the nib in and use the piston filler mechanism to suck up the ink and wipe it off and you're good to go. Well, when you have ink sample vials, like a lot of us do, um, you know, from the Goulet's or anyone else who sells ink samples, it's hard with a piston filler to suck that ink up in the small sample vial. So... The Twisby just screws apart in the middle. Um, you get your syringe, fill it from the vial, and um, stick it right there in the in the pin barrel, the hole in the pin barrel. Fill it up, screw the nib back on, and you're ready to write. I mean, it's it's really really easy. It's kind of a no brainer task, and she did a great job of putting it in pictures and steps. And um, 
you know, it's it's really easy. And I want to make sure that we mention that because I love that. Um, love the link that she she love the post that she put together on that because that is what I do all the time. So when people ask, um, you know, this is a this is a prime example of syringe filling a piston filler pen. So it is wonderful. So did you did you ever get any uh, syringes? Mike, did you ever go down to the corner and, and come up with any syringes? Uh, no, but I've had a few people, I think, send me some links like to a bunch of stores that you can get get syringes from. So, Cool. I believe, I can't, see, this is the worst thing now, is I now can't remember where I got them from. I think I got link at Goulet. People keep sending me links to the Goulet yeah. site. Um, I believe there was somewhere in the UK as well. There was. I remember someone copied me on that tweet, and I can't remember what it was. But I yeah, I get mine from now. Goulet pens. Um, there's, there's, you'll you'll stumble on it on on one of the vendors for sure, yeah. for sure. All right, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna click that link that you did, and I'm probably gonna make a make a sound too. Let me see how quick I can pause it. Oh, I got it. Oh, did you hear it? No, heard a little burp. Okay, so this next link, I somehow in all these episodes of the pen addict podcast i have never linked i don't think to a video of stephen brown if y'all aren't familiar with stephen brown and most of the fountain pen enthusiasts are he has this youtube channel and he is just he's got 380 videos so far he does pen reviews ink reviews all kinds of fountain pen stuff um, and he's also part of the fpgeeks.com website. He does reviews on there. I may have linked to one of his ink reviews in the past. Um, I know on my side I have, but Steven does a great job. He's very thorough. He's very funny. He does a, he does a good job. He's very passionate about pens. He knows everything there is to know. And 300 video, 380 videos into it, he published one this week called Goat Pens, the Greatest of All Time Fountain Pens. It's a 47-minute video where he goes through his top 20 fountain pens. And it's a really, really cool list. If you listen to this podcast, you're going to know the majority of these pens. And if you listen to this podcast and read the blog and see the rest of the pens that you've never heard of, you will be educated and learned like I was by watching Steven's video and learning about these great new pens. As he's talking about them, I'm searching them on the internet, you know, some of these ones that I've never heard of. Um, it's a fantastic list. It's got a lot of the ones that we talk about all the time, just, you know, Platinum Preppy, Coico Sport, Lamy Safari, Twisby Diamond 580, you know, the Pilot Vanishing Point, the Lamy 2000. It's got all the classics in there. Um, out of that entire list, his number one pen it's actually, if you look at the, well, and we'll have all these links in the show notes. You guys know that. But I'm looking at a list where of the pens that he wrote went down. He started backwards and with the number 20 pen first, which was the Platinum Preppy, all the way down to the number one pen. It's a pen I'd never heard of or seen. But when I went and looked at it, Mike, it's fascinating. So you need to go look at the Visconti Opera Crystal. And he says it's with a mosquito filler. You have to see this filling system on this pen. I have never seen anything like it before, and it's quite amazing, and now I want it. Um, it's a very expensive pen, and I'll explain while Mike's going to look up the link. But basically, it's a two-compartment ink reservoir in the pen. Okay? So, say you're holding the pen. 
the larger reservoir towards the back end of the pen is basically your bulk filling section. Your large quantity of ink is going in there. And I think it's, um, I don't know if it's a twist um, that, that makes the change, but you hold the pen like in the writing position. You twist the bottom of the pen, like where the section and the grip is, and that loads the bottom reservoir to get the ink into the writing position. So the nib and the feed will start getting ink to write. And when you're done, you can reverse the process. You stick the nib up in the air, you twist it, and the ink flows back into the main reservoir, twist it again, and you seal it off. So the ink's protecting you from leaking. Um, so it's there's two pens. Hmm? I'm conf- is it two pens? I'm a bit confused. No. Oh, no, uh-huh. there's just two pens in this link that I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. It's one pen. So, like, the back end of it is a bulk ink reservoir, and you twist the front of it, and the ink flows down into the writing section. Have you got a good link for this? Uh, I found one on Fountain Pen Network, but it's just showing images, and it's not really helping me. Well, Steven's video is really the best because he shows the ink moving back and forth. So people should look at that. But. Yeah. Well, he's got an individual link to that specific pen. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I'll uh, I'll put that in the show notes yeah. too. It's I, it's hard to explain because I've never seen anything before like that. Um, whoops. Um, it's you know Stephen talked about it being great for airplanes and stuff because you just reverse the ink back into the um, back into the main the main compartment of the pen and woo. There you go. Yeah, That's some Steven's intro. Um, and you're protected from it linking. It's I had never seen this. I don't know how I've never seen this pen. It's really cool. Um, but it's yeah, it, it's hard to explain. So you go check out the links. Go check out Steven's videos. But it's basically a, a sectioned off fountain pen to where you can move the ink between the sections when you're when the pen's not in use and when the pen's in use. So it's, it was a great idea. It's a very expensive pen. I think it's around five or $600. But despite the fact that it does all these weird ink things, I thought it looked really cool too. So, um, very, very, very nice looking. Yeah. So anyway, check out Steven's videos. Um, make sure you have a lot of time. Cause not only is this a long video, once you watch this, you're going to want to go watch the rest of Steven's videos. And like I said, there's 380 of them. So, Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Watch his videos. Um, if you want to learn about fountain pens and just learn some of the terminology, just watch two or three of his videos, and he just he talks about everything. He's very thorough, and you will learn a lot from watching uh, Stephen's videos. So um, be sure to check that out. All right, mate. You got any? You got any follow up? You uh, you need to go through nothing. That no, you don't want to talk about. Um, his Bradness that was born yesterday. His Bradness of Bradness of Penmanshire. We don't need to cover that. Is that what we're calling him? He hasn't got a name yeah. yet. Uh, well, uh, uh, the Prince uh, of Cambridge. Is, no, is no, that. no. He does have a name. They've been emailing me trying to clear the authorization to use that name. So oh, it's it's in sense. discussion right now. You're just yeah, all right. What what are you asking for? What's your what's your bounty? I want uh I want a pen that says "Welcome Royal Baby." <laughs> there probably already is. Yeah, I want one of those floaty pins with a, a little baby floating around in the water. So when I turn it upside down, you know, he swims around. 
<laughs> I haven't really got anything to say. <laughs> Are you going to be able to do the ad read now? Of course, Brad. <laughs> I am an All absolute right. professional. All right. Well, we'll I'll, I'll let you do that. I'll, I'll stop monkeying around because I know the next topic is what we want to get to and spend the meat of, a, meat of the show talking about today. So you're the man. Go for it. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the only one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, designs, and fantastic support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust so you can create your own space online. Squarespace take care of everything, hosting, SEO, site optimization, so it's going to look fantastic on any device. They have responsive web design built into their templates so their sites look fantastic no matter what device people are coming to your website from it's incredibly easy to use but if you need any help squarespace has a great support team that work 24 hours a day seven days a week while you go to squarespace.com to sign up for your free trial you want to check out their new homepage. it's got some really great videos and it shows you all of the different things that you can do with squarespace so they have loads of different people from loads of different industries and how they're using squarespace to create their brands and their identity and their place online you can try squarespace for free as i mentioned earlier and if you decide to purchase squarespace plans start at eight dollars a month and they include a domain name if you sign up for a year and make sure you get 10 percent off and help support this show by using the offer code tallyho that's t-a-l-l-y-h-o so go check out squarespace everything that you need to create an exceptional website thank you to squarespace for their support of the pen addict and five by five something extra this week brad Oh, cool. Um, I want listeners to send in to me links to their Squarespace sites. So if you are a listener and you have created a site on Squarespace, send them in to me. Um, Say that you are a listener of The Pen Addict. You have created a site with Squarespace. Please say that you listen to The Pen Addict. And what we would even better if you've used it to create a site where you show off your pens and that sort of stuff. Or like me and Brad have our field notes collection, so maybe you've done that. I will collect some in, and in some future episodes, we'll feature some of the websites that our listeners have created. Man, that's a fantastic idea. How sh- how do you want them to send send them to you? Any way they please, Twitter or, okay. or email. So uh, Twitter, um, imike, I-M-Y-K-E, or go to mikehurley.net slash contact, and you can send me an email there. Great. Wasn't that's my idea, idea. I, I have to say. It came from little Ryan over at Squarespace. That's a great idea. I really like that. I like I, it I too. Like that. That's so why I, di- I think it's fun. Yeah, I want to discover more, uh, more, more sites and and like to see how other people use Squarespace to give me some ideas on how to use it better myself. So that's uh, always a good thing. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> I don't know. I think we both I think we both know very well, and I think all of our Twitter followers know very well. And I've been getting a million questions yep. about this just in the past week maybe it's kind of ramped up but we are going to talk about the visionaire which is a pin that is being kickstarted right now so this started out for me and you on app.net didn't it okay um, yeah yeah uh, uh that was probably a week ago we got the i got the first question and i don't i don't have it pulled up i don't have that piece pulled up in front of me but yeah i found the 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 tweet well the the post on app.net it was from chase mccoy this That's is how right. i first found out about it this is three days ago and he sent us a link to this Kickstarter project for the Visionaire. I went on, watched the video, and immediately backed it. Told him I backed it. And then 
things started to unfold. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think he didn't say specifically. I guess he was still in the thinking about it stage, and then yeah. um, he hadn't he you know, hadn't backed. He said that this was going to be his first pen project. If he did, I backed before even he did. Right, that's right. He said this is going to be his first one, and then what? Six or seven hours later, I woke up <laughs> yep. and started checking my feeds. Was that that about the timing of it? Um, it was something like that. Something anyway, like that. so I woke up. I started poking through it, and I had seen it before. I was fully aware of it, but I didn't really pay it any mind. You know, I didn't give it a second thought. And then I started really looking at it more. You know, reading all the descriptions, watching the videos, and checking out all the. Uh, the comments and and other things on it, and I had some I had some real concerns about this pen, and you know, oh, and I just said generally as much as it, it basically looked just like a Chinese manufactured pen that you know that's a dime a dozen type of pen. Did bring anything new to the table? Didn't look uh, new, unique. Didn't look uh, uh, visionary. Um, and so that was my comment, and I left it at that, and. Uh, Chase was like, okay, thanks for your input. You know, he said, I'll probably pass. And you said you backed it. And we just kind of went from there. We kind of left it at that. And then I started getting more questions about it. Um, some questions came up on Twitter asking me about it. So then I really started looking at it. And I, I have some legitimate concerns about it. Um, God, what's the best way to to jump off on this, Mike? I let me tell you what I think. How about that? And yeah. just uh, just kind of a big picture, um, what I believe this is, what I believe it isn't, um, and then we'll just kind of jump off from there. So one thing, let's get this out the way real quick. There's people that are tossing around the word scam around this um, Kickstarter project. I don't believe for one second this is a scam project. It, and by scam, I mean that you know you're going to pledge your money and the money's going to vanish and you're not going to get a product. I, I don't think for a second. I think this is a legitimate pen that's being manufactured. That said, I think there's so many red flags around the manufacture of this pen that I don't know that even at $37, which is the, well, that pledge level's gone, and we're going to talk about that more too. Right now it's 44 five dollars you can get it at i don't think it's a good value and the reasons why are very very long um but let's start with the founder of the project um boy i'm blanking on his name i think it's malcolm oh sorry morgan 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 is the guy behind the bhg design and so what Morgan did was he came up with this whole project around this visionaire pen, and if nothing else, Mar Morgan is a brilliant marketer. Yeah, that's. What, I mean, I watched the video and pledged. Yeah, I mean he 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 kills <laughs> the project page of this of the visionaire pen. The video is extraordinarily well done. His writing is very well done. He hits he he. He's got the magic as far as the marketing goes, okay? So I think that's what a lot of people got in on this pen. If you start, if you look at some of the original comments, people are saying, this is my first fountain pen. This is going to be my first fountain pen. I've never used a fountain pen before, but I'm backing this. You know, that's kind of a recurring theme right in the beginning, right? It's people who don't have any fountain pen experience and 
are looking at this, seeing it's a good deal, and the way he is marketed and compares it to other high-end pens and things like that, um, he really he sells the heck out of this pen on this project page. He does a killer job. If he's not in marketing, he should be because um, that's the best thing about this this product project page by far. So then this project starts to get some traction and some people with more fountain pen experience start to get involved. They start backing it and they're happy with it. And then they start just asking general questions. Where's the pen being manufactured? What's the nib material made from? Um, You know, all kinds of different like physical spec type questions. Um, What's the material of the pen? Um, things like that. And Morgan is not doing a good job answering those questions. He is answering around those questions without answering them directly. And that makes that, that's when this thing starts getting sideways, um, a little bit where people are really questioning the sourcing of this pen, the design of this pen, how it's coming to be, how it's going to be manufactured. And Morgan to his demise a little bit in this is as well as the marketing piece of this done, the customer service piece, he is not handling that well as far as answering backers questions. So I read there's what, what are we at now? 383 comments um, already on this. And I read through them all this weekend in preparation. I knew we were going to talk about this. Um, and it, it's really gone from, you know, the original comments were, I'm a new fountain pen user, to now, you know, everyone's got lots of questions about, basically, basically everyone's becoming very skeptical of this project. And I don't have any firsthand knowledge of this pen. I am not a backer of this pen. What I did yesterday is I did reach out to Morgan, um, sent him an email through the backer page. There's a contact page. He got back to me like within an hour, like really quick. Um, he's, you know, I said, hey, I wanted to ask him some questions or, you know, call him about this project. He got back to me. He said, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, we can do this over email or phone. So I sent him my phone number, told him I'm free right now. He could call me. Um, I said, and I, could, I can also put together a list of questions that I'll send you an email, kind of, you know, the questions I have around this project. So I sent him that last night, and as of this morning, I hadn't gotten a phone call or I haven't gotten any oh. answers back to my uh, questions. Um, you know, it's he didn't have the longest amount of time to answer it, so I, I don't really fault him for that. You know, I sent it late last night at like around midnight, and as of now, he hasn't replied to my email. About 20 minutes before we started recording, Mike, he sent me a text. Oh, what? He said, uh, Brad, watching my kids this afternoon, we'll try to call you later today or tomorrow Great. around five. I think that's really good, personally. Yeah, that he, you know. Yeah. Um, so he's, like, he's said that several times before in his other comments. Um, I'm on my family vacation. I'm spending time with my family. He, that's a recurring theme, though. So oh, right. <laughs> it, it, is, it is what it is. I'm assuming it's, I can, can't do anything assume, but assume that's true. And to his, you know, defense. I didn't send these questions till late last night, anyway. So, so I, I just replied. So I said, "Sounds good. We're recording the podcast in about twenty minutes. If you have a chance to answer those email questions beforehand, that would be great. If not, I understand." So, so tell me, our, what are the concerns here then? 
Like, right. why are there concerns? The concerns are around the manufacturing of the pen, the design of the pen, what he's calling what he designed, what pieces did he design, where it's being manufactured, and what the basically I think anyone with fountain pen experience is looking at this and going, where's the value and where's the innovation? So do you want do you want to know the questions I emailed him? Yeah. Okay. So reading through everything, and let let me go back. Let me talk about the project a little bit more. I need to lay some more groundwork. So you 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 watch the video. Um the recurring theme on the project page is Morgan Hussein. He is a um he designed, he repeatedly says he designed this pen to fit his needs and things like that. And one of the problems with him repeatedly saying that is then he comes back in the comments section when backers are questioning the design of the pen. He says, I don't have a lot of experience with fountain pens. So that's a big contradiction and a red flag to me if you design this pen. And then on top of that, you don't have a lot of fountain pen experience. What did you design? So if I can jump in here, because this actually leads in quite nicely to a point that I see, I've seen a bunch of our friends and listeners mentioned today and mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. and i haven't i haven't played my hand about this yet mm-hmm. so lots of people are mentioning that and oh in the video he's using a bic pen you know how can mm-hmm. he how can he be a pen designer mm-hmm. look at karis customs mm-hmm. dan was not a pen addict no not at all but designed the render k the retract the bolt, great pens. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that, let's say that he did design this. Mm -hmm. Let's say that. I mean, I don't know because I don't know. But let's say that he did design that. I mean, he's showing renderings. Now, he doesn't need to know a lot about fountain pens. If he's, he could have designed the the body, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's sourcing nib parts. Maybe he's mm-hmm. tried a few different nibs. He doesn't, I don't think he necessarily... I mean, obviously, it'd be great if he knows lots about fountain pens, right? But right. I don't think that he has to. He can just be a product designer because Dan is an awesome guy and mm-hmm. the Karis Custom stuff... Um, the Karis Custom stuff is really awesome, but it, I don't think that... It, Dan was able to make those pens because he knows how to design great products. Mm-hmm. And he's learning more and more, and he's becoming clearly becoming one of us as time's going on for him. Right. But I guess that you know, I just think that you, you can you can be a product designer, and he could maybe be. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm putting words. I'm giving him help here, really. But he could have had somebody who he knows, which who maybe knows a bit about um, pens and stuff like that, that's helped him out. I don't know. Right. I. I actually agree with your point 100%. I have no issue with the video showing him using, I think it's a PaperMate uh, stick, uh, ballpoint to design the pen. I mean, or to, okay, let's, let's, let's temper that. I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced he designed anything on this pen, is, is my point, um, that I'm eventually going to get to. But he shows him, in the video, he's sketching, you know, product designs with a, a ballpoint pen, you know, just a cheap paper mate. I have zero. I take no issue with that. That's not an issue at all. You know, I would expect anyone who's a designer or anything, you know, to be doing it with the pencil or whatever, just anything they find on any piece of paper they find. I, I, didn't, I don't take issue with that at all. 
um, where my questions arise are what did he really, really design on this pen? If you want my, let me just cut to the chase and then we can go from there. Okay. This is my opinion. This is me connecting the dots. This is me making a judgment on something that I don't have, admittedly, don't have the answers to, that I don't have, I don't have the pen in my hands. I haven't had a chance to talk to Morgan yet, although I'm efforting that. I'm of the opinion that this pen is an off-the-shelf barrel, cap, nib, and converter from one of the large Chinese pen manufacturers. Okay. And that there's no unique design in this pen, and that to use the word design in this Kickstarter project is inaccurate. So I would like to know why you think this. So I put a link in the... Okay, so before I get to that link, I think this because Morgan cannot answer anything about the design of the pen. He's been asked specifically. It took him days, if not more, to find anything out about the nib of this pen. Because he marketed it on the page, on the project page, as a German nib. It's a Chinese nib that he finally had to come and put in the fact um, that it's actually a Chinese nib. One of the readers sent the, um, one of the backers in the comment section sent an image to one of the nib manufacturers in Germany, uh, Bach, which we've talked about before. They said, not only is this not a German nib, we didn't make it and no other German manufacturer made it. And so they had to be a clarification. Uh, Morgan cannot answer any design aspects of this pen. He has a pretty picture of like a CAD drawing of a barrel. There's no dimension. It's like a, it's like something scanned in there. Like I could scan in a picture into a 3D renderer and, and show it on my screen. I'm not saying he didn't. That's why I want to ask him these questions. But my opinion, looking at this, it is so generic and so not unique that I don't believe he designed a thing, single thing on this pen. That doesn't mean there's two different things. That doesn't mean at all that this is going to be a bad pen. What it means is I don't think this is a unique design for a pen. I don't think he came up with a brilliant new idea, designed every bit, every speck of this pen, and had someone build it for him. I think he went to a manufacturer picked out the parts, had them put together, and the manufacturer is going to manufacture that pen. That's what I think is going to happen here. And for $37, you know what? That's fine. That's, it's a fair price. I just think it's misrepresented a little bit. Um, you know, no one's going to get killed for $37. Um, it's it's going to be a fine – it's most likely going to be a fine pen. Most Chinese pen manufacturers are very solid. They're very good. I put a link in the show notes, and I don't know if you've clicked it yet, Mike, to an eBay item. Yeah, I have. What do you think about that pen? <sighs> so this link I sent Mike is by the Shanghai Hero Pen Company. They're based in China. They're the single most well-known and respected Chinese pen manufacturer. They've been around for 80 years. They sell pens. They sell good quality pens. Um, they're known for good designs 
and they're very, very cheap. So I sent Mike a link to a pen. And what do you think about this pen? So it's similar. <sighs> Let me try and understand something, right? So one of the images in his Kickstarter page is a close-up of the nib, and it says Iridium Point Germany on it, right? Right. But he's now said that it's not a German nib. Right. So it's a... So he's, it's not the nib then that he's showing in the video. No, it is the nib. That what the nib is saying is that the tipping on the very tip of the pen is iridium tipping. Okay. So, but the nib itself is not German, a German manufactured nib at all. I mean, there are. I mean, there are similarities, but I wouldn't say like I'm not saying that you're saying this, but then to the way that they look to me, they don't look like they're the same body. Not saying this is an identical match to that pen. So I'm showing Mike a hero pen. It's called the 369 Silver Matte Chrome Steel Fine Nymph Fountain Pen. I'm not at all saying this is the exact same pen. They I'm do. saying in general, it looks the same. I mean, if you had these two pens on the shelf, they're going to look next to each other. They're going to look different physically, but in general, you know, yeah. dimensions look the same, nib looks the same, section looks the same, cap looks the same, clip looks the same. How much is this pen that I just sent you the link for? Three $3.99. <laughs> $3.99. This is from the single largest Chinese pen manufacturer there is. The single most respected Chinese pen manufacturer there is. Um, lots so of people good. use a lot of Hero fountain pens. This pen looks, I'm going to say it's, it would be, if you can put these two pens together, I think they're going to be in the 75th percentile match. Is that fair? Sure. I, just, to a, just to the eye test. I mean, yeah, sure, but I think that... So then this pen is $3.99. <laughs> Yes, it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure, Brad. I'm really not sure because I feel like you could do this to so many pens. Like I'm not saying that this guy has created this thing from scratch, right? But I right. feel like there are so many pens that you could put next to that one and be like, it's the same. Like so many right. Parker pens and like Mont totally Blanc agree. pens and all sorts. And a couple of the things that made me right. So I tell you, there are two things in this video. Let me, let, me, let me make one point okay, before you go. go. The problem is he's saying he designed this pen. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I don't really know how I feel about that. Because he's not just saying it, he's showing it. Right. He has CAD designs mm. here. Mm. So I'm not saying that they're his. I'm just saying he's showing sure. that he has done that. Right. All right, so, so go ahead. The video, there are three things, actually, that made me buy this. Right towards the start, he's writing on a postcard. And the way that the ink is being distributed and the line that it's drawing looks like the sort of line that I would like. And it looks like the sort of um, style of nib that I enjoy, right? It, it looks smooth. It looks like it. there's quite a thick ink being laid down. That looks like how I would like a pen to be, right? Yep. I think the Chrome model is beautiful whether it's a Chinese knockoff or not. 
Let's not let's not use the term knockoff. <laughs> I would there's a differentiation. There's Chinese know, pins and I there's was, knockoff pins. Knockoff pins are bad. Chinese pins are completely fine. I was more just poking fun yeah. at you. Yes, yeah. I cuz I get caught up I I I try to make a point of saying that because I get caught up using that term interchangeably and that is way unfair. You know, that's an unfair comparison and and I'm the one guilty of that, not you. You're doing that <laughs> making fun of me. It's not a knockoff by any it's means. Just it's manufactured by a large Chinese organization who manufactures at scale for very cheap. Yes. That's what it that's what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Also, right at the end of the video, he puts the cap on the pen and it looks like there is a nice thunk. Mm-hmm. He actually talks about that, saying that there is a nice a nice feel to it. Those are three things that if Twisby put their name on this and it looked like this, I would buy it. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So I really don't know. I I do not know because and I'll tell right. you I tell you why there is lots of, of conjecture. Mm-hmm. Nobody can prove anything. Nope. Um, there are only so many designs you can make of a pen. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. For a pen to be functional, they kind of do, to a point, look similar. Fountain pens of this ilk. Um, I say you could take it into a Mont Blanc shop and put it in one of the cases and it probably look as Mont Blanc as the next one sitting next to it, right? Right. And it, I don't think people will be like, Hang on, that's a Chinese pen. Right. It costs three ninety nine. Like I don't necessarily think that would happen. I think if you took that one that you sent to me on eBay, it would. But I think this looks nice to me, what he's showing here. Looks nice. I agree. I think anyone who backs this pen is is going to get a nice pen. But you just wonder if it's overpriced. Yeah, and I wonder about the the sourcing, and I, I really wonder about the word design being used throughout the project. So what did you what render? The guys at Keras Customs design a pen. Yeah, that, that, you know, I, I wasn't the guys using at Big them. Eye Design design a pen. The guys at Baltz Pen design a pen. I don't believe the Visionaire was designed from scratch. Okay, like he's representing. Oh, this is this is such a difficult thing for me. But I, on the other hand, the flip side of this is, for thirty seven dollars, people are going to get a completely fine pen. But There's the not going to be anything wrong with this pen when you get it. You're going to like it. You're going to enjoy it. Actually, the writing samples that you were talking about that he did were very impressive. I thought it looked good. I was like, man, that's going to sell me on the pen. My thirty seven dollars could be better put elsewhere. Exactly. But the other two hundred and forty-six thousand five hundred and ninety pound uh, dollars could be fine, but me with what I know could be different. Right. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. I I would like to. I feel like this is going to be around for a couple of weeks that mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about this because I can cancel. I've got thirty-four days to cancel. Right. Right. And I'm not trying to get anyone to cancel. I mean, I think th- I just think there's questions around it. One of the biggest things I ha- another topic, another point in Morgan's. I don't, I don't. I think it was in the in the main project page, not in the comment section. He discusses how how low his his margin is. Um, did you hear that? My text go off. Yeah, your text is the email send noise. Yeah, so that's Morgan. What happened to R two D two? Uh, I took that off because that was a little bit um, annoying at work. Oh, he's so, just texting you now. Morgan's just texting me while we're recording. Man, this is an epic link test. 
text. Um, I don't want to read it out loud without because you don't know what it reading says it first. So you read it, it first. Maybe I'll uh-huh. vamp for a moment. I'll, I'll give people an update. So I mentioned right. that I okay. have a, a Kickstarter pen, like I've mentioned for weeks, called the Ojoto. Um, I they contacted me and told me that it's on the way. They're very good Twitter support, actually. Me and Stuart Hasley were talking about it, and he because his has arrived, and he's very happy actually with his. And I said that mine hadn't because um, they, I mean, to their credit, the reason that they delayed it was because they felt like to the the, the silver pen that I had bought that the anodization, I think, they weren't, it wasn't up to their standards. So they shipped it back and got them anodized again, which I'm sure is done at cost. So I'm really excited. He, Stuart loves his, so I'm really excited to get mine. So hope for next week's episode, I should have that pen that I've been talking about for many, 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 many weeks now. Months, even. So that'll be fun. So I'll be receiving a, a Kickstarter award there. I'm, I'm excited to try it out. Um... So we'll see. All right. So I scanned through this. Okay. I, I'm not going to read it all. <clears throat> um, it, it, it doesn't say too much, but he's he's <laughs> he's not making this easy on me because um, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and and I do. I think this is me reading between the lines. I think this has gotten out of hand. <laughs> I think this is gone. A quarter of a million dollars is out of hand. Yeah, that's I, out I, of hand. And he I, only put I think this he's up. Out. He I put think he's this up for sale. Bit. Like, see, he did a sixty-day Kickstarter, and it's been up for a month. Mm-hmm. See, the fact that he did a sixty-day Kickstarter, because usually people do them for thirty days, mm-hmm. probably says that he wasn't confident he was going to hit this. Right. But go on. So let me. I'm. I'm just going to read a piece of this that goes along with some of what yeah, I'm saying. You shouldn't read the whole thing because he, he has no idea. He has no idea what's happening right now. With no, and I don't want to. I'm not going to throw him under the bus without talking he to him. He probably doesn't this, even know. He, that he this really show doesn't. Exists. Just in. Yeah, in general, he doesn't say anything in this text that's you know, ooh ah wow or anything. But he does give some insight on his thought process, and this is the this is the challenge that I'm having with how this pen's represented. He says, when I start thinking about making a pen, I looked at it as what I would like, not on specific technical data, but as look and feel. That's the point I have some hard time explaining to some. To an expert like you, my pen is certainly not of any particular interest because it does not have such a a pedigree or such and such part. You know, even if I were to develop a pen in collaboration with me, being Brad, um, I'm sure someone would find something to say about it. And he's exactly right. But this again, and he says, so again, I wanted a nice pen that writes well with a certain look and shape and a certain sound when you close it in a certain weight. And that's the way I approach it. Um, then he goes on, yes, it'll be made in China. And I, I have zero issue with it being made in China. That's not my argument at all. Um, all right. So that's, that's all I'm going to read in this text. It goes on and on and on and on. And I'm going to talk to him some more. And we'll, we'll probably follow up on this next week and see if I can get some answers to the questions. But that goes back to my theory I think that plays into my theory that he didn't design this pen from scratch. He didn't come up with the specs and the shapes and the dimensions and the cuts and anything on this pen Hmm. is my speculation. So So. that's my issue. And he talks about one of the, the point I was getting to before my text went off was that he talks about how tight. Um, in the on the project page, 
in one of the sections. I'm pretty sure it's on the project page and not in the comments. Say that again, you cut out. Did you say the first part? Sure, sure, sure. He talks about how tight his margins are for this pen. Right. Um, pretty openly. I have a hard time believing that um, until I talk to him. You know, once I talk to him, maybe my my assumptions will change. And I don't I don't want to butcher the guy. I mean, I haven't talked to him yet. I'm trying to. Hey, tell um, him if he'll come on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I offered him. I offered for him to come on the show. Believe me, I did. Um, he didn't respond to that particular no, question. I can't but imagine he said he, he would to. call me on the phone and yeah, we would talk about it. He probably would. I mean, if I was him, I wouldn't yeah. want to go on a podcast and so have. I think be outnumbered. I know. And I think he's getting, I mean, I feel like I'm unfairly raking him over the coals, but I'm really just trying to get some answer to questions that fountain pen people want to know. So this got out of hand, I think, because it started as, you know, it basically started as, as, you know, Johnny any pen, right? It was just a basic pen that beginners were going to use and love. And again, I'm going to say it, if I say it once, I'm going to say it a thousand times, people who back this project, you're going to get a perfectly fine pen. It's it's going to be fine, you know. There's no reason to jump out of this project. It's going to be perfectly fine. When you know people with more exper- fountain pen experience get into this, they look at it and they see that this is just like any other pen that any other Chinese manufacturer, Jinhao or Bear, um, makes, and they make them for five dollars or ten dollars. Um, you know, we've never gotten into the list of questions I sent him. Do you want me to to go over that real quick? I would like you to do that. Yeah. All right, so question one, you've talked about designing the Visionaire, but you also talk about not having much fountain pen experience. How much of the actual design is yours and how much is pre-made parts? Question number two, did you fit your specs into an existing design or is this 100% original design? Number three, are any new tools or dyes being made to produce these pens or will existing tooling be used for manufacturing? Number four, the full manufacturer of your pen is Chinese. Why should someone buy the Visionaire instead of a hero pen from the most well-known Chinese pen manufacturer that looks similar and only costs $4? And that's the last, I sent him the link to the same pen I sent you. Mm-hmm. And the last question, number five, you mentioned several times that your margins are low for this project, yet you increase the number of early bird backers exponentially, allowing more backers to get the pen at a cheaper rate. What was behind the decision to allow this if the margins are so low? So that was my list of questions. That last question. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. And I've seen a couple of people mention that. My thinking would be his margin probably was low Yeah. when he was selling a couple of thousand. Right. And now, and this is how I would do this, <laughs> If I start to get to the point where I have 4,000 4, backers, 4,500 backers, my volumes increased so mass, so much that I can offer it for cheaper because it will bring even more people in cutting that margin. Because the cost of all of this stuff, like the cost of, I mean, I've never made a fountain pen, but I understand a little bit about production. I mean, it's, I do production of paper, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. quite a bit right. for my for my living, or my day job. I don't know necessarily know if it's my living. Mm-hmm. Um, the main cost for us is starting the machines. Right. Every time you start and stop that machine, that's the cost. 
It's not the paper. It's not, and it's not the ink. It's not the people. It is the physical starting and stopping of that of the the press. That is what costs mm-hmm. us the most money. Everything else we can get down. You can't get those prices down. So, if he is able to to turn around to his Chinese manufacturer and say, "I have six thousand of these." He's going to make a lot more money. So he can charge them at $37. Because if he sells them for $37 rather than $45, he might make more money for himself. Because right. that $10 difference is a chunk of the price when it's $37. Mm-hmm. You know? But basically, right. if you, it's like a quarter of the price off if you're buying right. at 45 So that right. would be my thinking on that. That sort of stuff you should communicate, I think. Right. But if that is his reasoning, which I think it probably is, then then I think that he's made the right decision because he's been able to give that price to to many more people. He's been able to give a lower price because because of the sheer volume means he can pass the saving along to the customer, which is that old sort of um, car showroom infomercial. Right. You know. Passing the savings along to the customer, which is probably what he is doing. You know what I feel like this is, Brad. Hmm. This is a man who has very little experience in, in everything that he's trying to do here. So the right. business, the actual manufacturer of the pen as well. The problem is he's selling it to four and a half thousand people when he maybe only intended to sell it to twenty percent of that, if he was lucky. Right. Couple, you know, right. a thousand max. I think that's the problem that he's found right. himself in. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it's gotten into the the mainstream, and that mainstream comes along with it. People who have experience happen? with the product that he's trying to sell. How did this happen? I have no earthly idea. Because, Zero idea. I mean, it's this looks really nice, and I thought it was quite cheap. I got in at thirty seven dollars. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that doesn't, you know, that's not too expensive. Ten dollars shipping as well, so it's forty-seven dollars right. for me. So it's like thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's not that much, providing this is a good pen. Right. Um, that's like I don't know, price and a bit for a Lamy. Maybe right. maybe yeah. two Lamy Safaris. Yeah, it's almost a Twisby. Almost a Twisby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I haven't bought any more. I'm waiting for the new Twisbees, basically, before I get any more. That's a hard wait. <laughs> I know. The VAC 700 looks a little too long for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm past it. Looks, past looks a bit that. too long. So, and, and also, I want one of the 580s, but I want it. I don't want a clear one. I want a color. And they yep, haven't got too. any colors yet, because I've got a clear um, Mini. Yep. So many people compliment me on the Mini, by the way. That's a great People pen. pick it up, and they're like, this is really interesting. I'm like, yeah, it is. So I'll, been, I'll be interested been to see what the people say about this pen. It's been leaking quite a bit this week. The Twisby? Yeah. I've got it. There isn't yeah. a lot of ink left in there. I don't mm. know if that's got anything to do with it. But Yeah, maybe need to fill it up some more. I had my Twisby in yeah, my I don't know. I don't know how the I don't know how the air pressure reacts when there's more air in, I think, the, in the body. I think it's it's harming. I because I have my ink at home pen at work, it's just uh, a pain. I had my Twisby in my pocket and somehow a, uh, maybe a little bit of ink got onto the barrel mm-hmm. because I took my earphone out of my ear where I keep them in the same pocket sometimes and my earphone was blue so my inside of my ear was blue. That's the t- I've just totally gone <laughs> off track now. 
<laughs> but what was I saying? I can't even I remember even what know. I was saying. Um, I was talking about him. Oh, you were just talking about the price. How I mean, it's it, oh yeah. I mean, it's so, a fair price. I think people are going to get a perfectly fine pin. But now that it's reached this kind of uh, tipping point, you know, people are asking me, like, what do I think about the pin? And and honestly, I've got a lot of questions on it. You know, I'm uh, not. Count- I wondered. I knew that today. Doing this show, I was going to go one or two ways. It was I was either going to cancel it straight away, or you weren't mm. going to convince me. And so at the moment, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I no, I 100% agree with everything that you're saying, mm-hmm. but as much as I love you, you can't prove any of it, and I'm right. giving him the benefit of the doubt. Right. So, but what I do trust is your judgment and mm-hmm. your ability to read people. So if you have a phone conversation with him and you ask him these questions straight out and you're not comfortable with his answers and you tell me them and I agree with you, then I will be cancelling my pledge. No, I what I think is going to happen, I the more I read his texts and his emails to me, I think it's just gotten out of hand. And it's gotten way bigger than he intended. And now he's having to answer questions he would have never thought he would have had to answer in a million years by putting his pen project on Kickstarter. And I don't want to unfairly mark him or this project, and that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to ask ask the questions that I have when I read everything about this project. Again, I'm going to say it. If you're a backer of this project, you should stay a backer of this project. I think you're going to get a perfectly fine and usable pen. I just have questions with how it's presented and you know some of the claims that Morgan's making which kind of throws up a red flag and is not something that I want to be a part of. So, and you know, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is the greatest pin ever. And when he's done, he's talking about selling these for $80 and you know, maybe everyone will start stocking these pins. And I tell you what I what what, what I'm, my current thinking is unless you or anyone can show me some proof that what I'm Basically, that not what I'm buying here is a is a four dollar pen, because if I see that, I'm not I'm not going to pay for this because that's ridiculous, right? If it turns mm-hmm. out that what I'm actually buying here is a four dollar pen, I mean, and I know that they can charge those margins because they're a big company or whatever. This guy's a, a one man shop, but I'm still not mm-hmm. going to do that because that's just ridiculous, right? Um, because so- that that does feel scammy, right? Mm-hmm. If he is buying. Three dollar pens off the shelf, there or thereabouts. You know, it might make some like you might be having them laser etched. Mm-hmm. Then you know, I'm not going to pay for that. But there is a part of me now that wants to buy this pen. I know. I want you to buy this pen. <laughs> so when it comes in December, because that's when it's that's what what his sort of estimated delivery time is. Mm-hmm. I want to see what this is like. Now, did you look at any of the links to the other Japanese pens I sent? Let me see. Like bear. And I sent a review of a Jin Hao. So go to that Jin Hao review on Penicillin. Okay, Penicillin. Right. What a great! I know, and he's he stopped updating. He's Whoa, he does, he's look done at a this great bad job. boy. So do you like that pen? That's good looking. That's good looking pen. Four dollars. Oh, stop doing this! Oh, I'm sorry. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. You're just trying to upset me now. No, I'm just trying to make the point. You're going to get a 
perfectly fine pen. Yeah, but this I'd pen, be happier paying forty dollars for this. <laughs> I know. Eight dollars. Where from? Okay. Huh? Where can I get this? Uh probably X Fountain Pens or uh his nibs, which is where I sent the bear link that goes to. You'll see a few other pens. But I thought you would like that one on pen ink cylinder, the Jinhao X seven fifty. It's a fantastic looking pen. It's a it's killer looking. It's better looking than the uh than the Visionaire, I oh think. Oh my word, his nibs. This is a website. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, they've got a little mail truck turning spinning yeah. wheels down the bottom. Yeah, it's a pink. I would be more willing to no offense to these guys, to put my money <laughs> in the Kickstarter guy than this website. I know, but this is just a sample of some of the other pins. It's funny and, how you uh, see that sort of stuff. Like, I can't trust this. Like, you've probably used them. Actually, I haven't. I haven't. But this website just... He should be selling on Amazon and eBay. Like... Yeah. Well, that's what... I mean, eBay's full of Hero and Jin Hao pins. Oh, and, I'm sure. You know. But I'm just saying, look at some of the designs. Look at... Uh, there's one called... a. Uh, uh, What's this called? The Jin Hao makes this. It's a dreadnought. This is a big, wicked-looking pen, and he's selling it for thirty-five bucks. I mean, this is this is. Whoa! Look at I that mean, thing. It, I don't like that, but that's I crazy know, but looking. It, if you're not a fountain pen user and you saw that, you'd go, "Ooh, man! Look at that pen." Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, like premium. Yeah. So that's just the point I'm making. I mean, I it's just I I just think this is. Um, Generic. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, what a, what a topic today! Wow, we're gonna get <laughs> so much feedback on this. I know, and, and believe me, the last thing I want to do is is eviscerate this guy without talking to him, Morgan. And I'm I'm trying to be fair, but I'm trying to ask the hard questions too. And you know, I've said it five times already. If you're a backer of this project, you're going to get a perfect. I'm convinced. That this number one people are saying this is a scam and he's going to run away with the money. I don't think that at all. I think I you're going to get a perfectly fine. That's pen. That's not going to happen. That no. that won't happen. I think you're going to get a perfectly fine pen. You'll get something. I just think it's way overpriced. I don't think it's. I don't think there's a lot of design work in here personally, but um, that's something I'll hopefully be able to sort out with Morgan. Um, and I think it's um, you know, it's gotten a little big. I think it's gotten way bigger than um he anticipated so i hope it works out for him i hope it works out for everyone who's backed it um i hope everyone who gets the pin um tells me how great it is and how wrong i am i'm willing to be wrong in this case i i don't have a i would be happy to be wrong in this case i got no problem with that and please tell me if i am once uh once the pins come in december but um i'm sure we'll be talking about it more since then and uh, i'll try to talk to morgan between now and next week if Morgan is listening, um, I think I'm in your corner on this at the moment. Yeah, there's there's a pretty good dividing line, right? Don't you think? Just from our Twitter followers, I well, no, I think everyone is in your is on your side that I've seen. No, there's there's a few that say, "Oh, this is beautiful. I'm in." Um, no, but yeah, um, maybe, yeah but I mean, I said that. Them. I also said that. But I mean, like then it seems that the more people see and they see what you say and links and whatever, then people tend to be going with you. And even though I'm hearing the same stuff, I still kind of feel like I just feel like he deserves the benefit of the doubt a bit 
because I can I honestly feel like I can see from this guy's perspective how he could have gotten himself into a position where mm-hmm. he is in an in, amongst a group of people who know more than him about the product that he's creating which is not a problem in my opinion it, it he just may have never made a pen before as I said because you right. know we we have had we've spoken to Dan and we've told him pens that he didn't know that we talk about every week right you know Sure, sure. It's like he only picked up a Retro 51 a few weeks ago. Right. To me and you, that's like, well, every pen addict has one. <laughs> you know? And yeah, that's just my concern because, you know, I, I, I just worry that people maybe or maybe our clan, as it were, are expecting something of this guy. Oh, right. Know. And we, should, we shouldn't. I mean, we shouldn't. But now that it... People keep asking me about it. I decided to look into it, and you know, e- like, how do you think that our listeners would feel if they found out that currently at the moment I'm using my Fisher Space Pen as much as I'm using my Mini and uh, my Twisby Mini? There'd be no issue at all. But like, but people are like freaking out because he's using a big. When to me, oh yeah, that they have no different. You know, no, that doesn't phase me. Do you know what I mean? But they have they have no real different experience, in my opinion. Sure. I sure. mean, I'm not writing in space or upside down or underwater. <laughs> right, right. But it's just because it's the pen that's attached to my field notes, sure. and I don't write in my field notes in my fountain pens really, just because it's it's not as good an experience for for the paper. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a real talking point in the grand scheme of things. What he was using to sketch with. On his no, piece of paper, if someone was every using just a generic number two pencil. It'd every be no conversation different. that we've been included on has some point mentioned that. I know, I know that that part doesn't bother me. Good. And no, by no, the no. way, listeners, I, I love you all. I'm not, you know. Oh yeah. I'm playing yeah. devil's advocate in all of this. Yeah, and you know, rightfully so, because I mean, I'm pretending like I know everything, and I, it's really just me trying to make some educated guesses and connect the dots on what I'm seeing here. And it's just, you know, it it leads to more questions. And Morgan, since the um, project started, has been very evasive, ask, answering very specific questions. So it's kind of come to a boiling point um, in the comments section over there. And um, <laughs> some of the some of the commenters are actually helping him. Like, okay, you need to say this, and you need to take this out of the thing, and you need to do this, and remove this, and oh, clarify this, and do this. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, I got it, I got it, okay, I got it. You know. <laughs> so it's uh, I feel a little bit bad for him. I don't want to. I don't want to. Like I said, I don't want to eviscerate the guy, but um, it, it it's it's leading to more questions for me from uh as a fountain pen nerd and believe me, I'm way less experienced than a lot of people. And it's just, it's too many red flags for me to even commit just a little bit of money to it, which it's not very much. So I just don't think I'll be getting anything special. So, and that's what I'd be looking for. I hope that this time next week we'll have even more to talk about on this. I hope so. It's a hot topic. It's crazy. Yep. I had, you know, last, last week, this wasn't even on the radar to, for me. Mm-hmm. And then I got one question and, you know, I just kind of answered it the best I thought and just kind of that was done. And then all of a sudden, just blew up. So we'll see. Now everyone's talking about it. So we're talking about it, too, which is fun. I'm glad we do this every week and we can we can pick up on these new topics like this. So join in the conversation with me and Brad. 
Um, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter and app.net. Brad is Dowdy, D-O-W-D-Y on app.net. Dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. If you want to get in touch with us by email, best way to do it for me, go to mikehurley.net slash contact. I'm going to get it, fill out the form. Brad, you can do the same for him, penaddict.com slash contact or email him at thepenaddict at gmail.com. And Brad writes over at penaddict.com, but you all knew that already, of course, because you go there every day. Absolutely. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Brad, for a great discussion. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks to Squarespace. Don't forget, if you have a Squarespace site that you have designed and you've signed up, you, you know, maybe you've heard about them through us. Hopefully you have, and that was why you signed up. But send us your site, and we'll take a look at some, and we'll talk about some of them, especially if they're pen-related. Yes. So we'll be back love next week. Love to see them. We'd, yes, we'd love to. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye.